Hello and welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Greg Boyce and I'm here with Mario Tiribasi. We're uh, shorthanded today. Jay Zawaski's in the penalty box. Uh, He'll be back out tomorrow night for our podcast, uh, post-game podcast. So just the two of us today and uh, we are going to have a little fun. We're going to have... For once. A mailbag show, but we opened it up and said, ask us anything. Uh, it doesn't have to be hockey questions. didn't have to be Blackhawk questions. We got some fun questions through our Discord and through Twitter. And if you're joining us in the chat, uh, go ahead and... Um, yeah, send us, send us some yeah. more questions. We got, we got one hour to fill, and we have a lot of questions. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to some of these questions because... Uh, this has been a long hockey year, even though sometimes it feels like it flies by. Uh, it has been a long year. And been. so it is, it is nice to every once in a while not strictly talk about the Blackhawks and just kind of it's, come in and have a little fun. It's nice to not have to talk people down off the ledge because the Blackhawks ended an eight-game losing streak. Yeah, we did that last <laughs> night. So uh, We might have to do it tomorrow. <laughs> so I, No, no, no. <laughs> We're not beating Rick Tockett. Just, just he's, no, you he's can't. too good. You, you, Greatest you coach can't. ever. All right. And if by all means, if you're watching and you got some questions you want to add in on yeah. the chat, we'll definitely oh, try and do our best to answer that. So let's have a little fun today. We got some hockey. We got some all kinds of questions. So uh, our man behind Spilling the, the uh, dials there, Stephen, is uh, in charge. So fire when ready. All right, our first one comes from our guy, Charlie the Bacon Guy. Now, these are coming from the uh, Die Hard Only Discord channel. So if you haven't signed up to become a Die Hard member over at allchgo.com, you can do that. And your questions, anytime we do a mailbag, priority. it's going to get top priority. That's, oh, worth, yeah. that's worth it right there. But oh, you yes. get a free shirt. You get uh, discounts on merch. Off. You get discounts on our events. So uh, it's well worth uh, the money invested. Mm -hmm. So all right, from Charlie the Bacon Guy, this one's from Mario. What is your favorite current kids show aside from the obvious Champ Bluey, which mm -hmm. you were you were singing the theme song to the other night da, da, in the, uh, da, da. In, yeah. in the oh, press man. box? Every every morning it's Bottle and Bluey. Uh, that is that is the routine. God, I love that show. That is that is one of the few kid shows that I like. Current kid shows that I would like if I if I if I would I would watch. Well, that kind of answers both parts of that question because. <laughs> uh, uh, I believe that's our friend Bex, who goes by Violin Road on Discord. So ah, what's, your, you what's your favorite for you to watch? And that's what I've heard. Yeah. I don't watch any of the kids' shows, uh, <laughs> but I hear that Bluey puts a lot of little nuggets in there for the adults. Oh, they do. Entertained yeah, as well. they do. Um, so, yeah, non-Bluey kids' show that uh, is, is something that uh, I like and that my daughter gets a, a kick out of. Um, there is a, a woman on YouTube. Uh, her name is Miss Rachel. Uh, I... I was exposed to this uh, through my wife. She did some digging and found this uh, this YouTuber as like the considered the best use of screen time for toddlers. And as soon as we started doing uh, some some Miss Rachel videos, she uh, she's like a speech pathologist. Like she has like a music background. Um, so there's a lot of songs. There's a lot of like like study based. Um, techniques to help kids like develop speech and, and, and all the, all the, you know, hand gestures. She teaches a little sign language. It's crazy. Cool. It is crazy how well it's done and how much my daughter 
responded to it. Like she she is saying so many words. Uh, she does si- she does little sign languages like more and um, like all done. Like it is ridiculous. So she uh, m- so Miss Rachel, shout out for uh, helping unlock my daughter's uh, communication skills. Uh, it's it's basically part of every day. At some point in the day, we watch a little bit of Miss Rachel. She loves it, and uh, and you know I learn a little something too. Hey. So. You're never too you're never too old to learn a new trick. That's yeah, that's that's uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, especially uh especially when it's like helping you know, you communicate with your kid who who doesn't have like full words and, and everything yet. Like it's it's really cool. So and the other part of the question was uh childhood show and we were talking about this uh before we got on the uh, on the air. Um I, I have a hard time saying like I had a favorite like childhood tv show because it was just like there were so many that you just enjoyed um but one i definitely uh like always loved watching and i i bet i haven't done it in a long long time but if i went back and watched some old episodes i'm sure i would still enjoy it uh was rocket power like i loved rocket power all the like the street hockey the skateboarding the bmx like all that stuff um, that was a that was a lot of fun for a kid in the '90s. So Rocket Power was a was a good one for me. I have no idea what that is. I've never heard of that, but I will I will Google it. Kids uh, of the '90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, unfortunately, I was already in my teens at that point, so <laughs> I was moved on to other things. Uh, yeah. For me, growing up, and it was a different time because like we didn't have cable till I was like in the third or fourth grade. So it was kind of like there's one station that shows kids stuff during the day. It was usually Channel 11, PBS. Yeah. So you didn't you you watched what was on. So I remember watching, you know, the classics: Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street. Oh yeah, uh, Three Two One Contact was a good one. Electric Company. Those are the oh, classics. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I loved the old, like Hanna Barbera cartoons. I still watch those to those days. You know, they're not very educational, but you know, <laughs> give me some Scooby Doo and some Tom and oh, Jerry, yeah. Flintstones, that stuff. That that's what I was into. So that probably explains a lot. That was a uh, yeah. Those are those are good ones. And yeah, Mr. Rogers, Sesame Street. That's in the uh, that's in the rotation as well. Yeah, or throw we'll throw on some uh, some some of the original uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoons. And oh yeah, I'll I've, still I'll still sit there and watch them all day. I'll get me a big bowl of sugary cereal <laughs> yeah, and sit there sugar right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Greg, I'm just picturing you sitting on the floor in front of the TV. Big I, tube television, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. The original Nintendo off to the side. Yeah. <laughs> that that was when Duck my hunt. dad well, that was when my dad wasn't home. The, like two hours a week, my dad wasn't home. We actually got to watch the TV. Oh, right. Yeah. We only had the one. So when dad was home, you watched what dad watched. <laughs> All right. Let's what get on to our next, next uh, question here. This is another Discord channel from uh, Nick Parts. Uh, what made each of you fall Man. in love with hockey? It's a good one. Um, I'll I'll take I'll start this one. Yeah, it's go for it. basically my parents were huge Blackhawk fans. Uh, my parents, before they were married, went on dates to Blackhawk games in the '60s. Uh, they got married in 1969, and they had season tickets for three or four years until my sister was born. Um, so they, you know. They, they, my dad used to tell me a story in 1971 when the Blackhawks were in the Stanley Cup final against the Montreal Canadiens. He was in basic training uh, for the Army in Fort oh. Lee, Virginia, and they got in the car. And if they would drive around, they could find, they could catch the AM signal if the wind was blowing the right way of the <laughs> Chicago broadcast. Wow! So they'd be driving around the streets of Virginia looking for a place to hear the Stanley Cup final on the radio. 
And that, that was just instilled in me. Hockey had always been a part. My dad took my sister and I to games at the old stadium. I, as I remember as young as four or five years old. It's just something that has been part of, you know, it was Bears, Cubs, Blackhawks. That mm-hmm. was all always there uh, with my dad. And, uh, you know, I remember when I got my season tickets uh, in uh, 2007, I had two tickets from 2007 to 2017. And I remember to this day, and I still have it, uh, my dad passed away 10 years ago. The first game I got to take him on my season tickets was special. And he would I wouldn't let him pay for the ticket. No, no, no. And then I remember getting home and reaching in my coat pocket. And he slipped in 20 bucks for the ticket. <laughs> so I was, nice. I was pissed, but I, I still have that ticket stub with me. Uh, it's one of my cher- most cherished memories. But that's, that's awesome. where I love the game. It was passed down from my parents. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's that story of like trying to find the signal in the car. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I so I uh, I got into hockey uh, a little bit, quote unquote, later in life uh, as as far as like playing it. Um, my dad, you know, he was a he was a big Blackhawks fan. Um, so we we grew up in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is right on the border but still well within the WGN TV mm-hmm. and radio range. So, so he grew up, uh, in the, in the sixties and seventies with the Blackhawks. And, um, you know, as, as I got older, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the mid to late nineties, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old. Um, I started getting into more sports, you know, generally basketball, baseball it was, it was the Michael Jordan era. And, you know, my dad was a Cowboys fan. So it was nineties Cowboys, uh, for me and, and, and then hockey, you know, by that time, the Blackhawks really, you know, that late nineties Blackhawks, we've, we've, we've talked about it a lot, not really the best, uh, hockey teams that were ever assembled. Um, but, uh, but I got, I started getting interested in the sport, um, you know, started following hockey a little bit more, uh, started playing a little bit, but, um, when you start playing hockey, when you're nine against other nine-year-olds who have been playing since they were like four, uh, there's a there's a skill gap. Uh, so playing competitively didn't uh, wasn't a lot of fun for a long time. But I did I did love still you know getting out skating and uh, and having fun that way. And then yeah I I I got into watching the sport. And then uh, video games was a big part of me loving hockey, playing the NHL games, uh, NHL 2001 and 2002, uh, which I both still own. Uh, and f- fired up recently was uh, was a lot of fun trip down memory lane. And then uh, what really kind of solidified it was, you know, in the early 2000s, uh, my my cousin uh, played at at Notre Dame, uh, and then eventually uh, got into the the AHL. Never played in the NHL, but played uh, in the AHL and the ECHL. So seeing him play uh, at Notre Dame, and and his brother played for the Chicago Steel for a year. So seeing them play uh, when I was about 10, 11 years old live, like was really cool. Uh, and just kind of solidified that uh, that like you know love for the sport, and then you know as as I got older, uh, you know in high school the Blackhawks they got on their modern era run, and it was just like you know I was it was it was kind of like on the periphery, and then it became like you know what this is this is yeah. something real cool. I wonder how many of our listeners now and fans in general it, the the 2010 team is where it started. Oh, like I'm a sure whole new generation because I think. They lost the Hawks. Lost that generation. Yeah, the '90s was, you know, for half the '90s, they were still competitive. But from like '96 
basically from the a year after the United Center opened until you know seven oh eight, it was a pretty much a wasteland. So I think if 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 my dad wasn't a Blackhawks fan, like if he if he didn't have any allegiance to the NHL when I started getting into the sport, um, I think I I, I might have found myself on the DNVR show. Uh, because that that Avalanche team oh, in, in the late team. '90s, early 2000s, man, they were stacked. They were fun that to was watch. My, that was my playoff team because the oh, Hawks yeah. weren't making it. So once the playoffs rolled around, Forsberg, Sackett, Adam Foot, uh, Patrick Waugh, yeah. those teams were awesome. Claude Rob Lemieux. Blake, yeah, I think the, you know the Ray Bork Cup is is so memorable. I think part of the reason they became my playoff teams because I loved Sackick and Forsberg and I loved playing as the Avalanche on like NHL 99 oh, yeah. or they were whatever. Fun. <laughs> like they were, you know, on the original PlayStation. And the fact that they had such a heated rivalry with the Red Wings. So I was like, well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. There you go. They hate the Red Wings. I hate the Red Wings. <laughs> go Avalanche. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny. It's, you know, the way, the way things work and how fandom is like passed yeah. down and stuff like it's it's crazy but i yeah. say that every sunday when i'm watching a bears game i'm like i look up to the heavens and say why did you do this to me, <laughs> hey you know what it's cubs it, games too it might start getting better it might it, it can't get much worse but it <laughs> should get better yes uh all right before we get to that next question steven reminder guys if you're watching please smash that like button mm-hmm. give us a big thumbs up if you're like what you're seeing here today and uh what's our next you're listening on the question. podcast too uh, be sure to leave a five star review. I love yeah. how we're tag teaming Jay's hey. Jay's little duties Jay, here. Yeah, but, it uh, takes two guys to do the job of one Jay's a while. Sometimes, yes. sometimes it does. <laughs> um, yeah, smash that uh, like button. Five star review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcast. That would be uh, great, greatly appreciated. Uh, leave us a, a note too if you leave a five star review. We always like uh, yep. seeing the nice things that you said and. Uh, something that Jay likes to remind everyone, a four-star review might as well be a one-star review. So if you really like what you're hearing and, and seeing and enjoy the content, give us five stars. really would be appreciated and help us out. Awesome. All should, right. Should I, uh, should I tell the good people about uh, Goose Island? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? We're in a break. Let's do it. Why not? Let's get it out of Hey, there. Goose Island. They have gooses and they have beer on their island, and it's great. Uh, they are the official beer sponsor of CHGO, and they are Chicago's beer ever since 1988. And how can you argue with this deep, talented roster of beers that they have, headlined, of course, by the Blackhawks Pale Ale, their limited release, well, headlined for a limited time. Uh, But hey, you see it on our set here, the beautiful design on the can matches the beautiful taste of the Blackhawks Pale Ale. Also, the Bull City 312, another limited release and another beautifully designed can. Uh, you also have the uh, the Bourbon County Stout, the Christmas IPA for you seasonal beer fans, the Beer, Hu- beer Hug IPA series I hear is very good, uh, and of course the distinguished and never uh, not recognizable Golden 312 can. Uh, you can find all of these delicious beers at uh, your local vendors and of course at Goose Island and their two local locations which are both open and ready to welcome you. You can grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton. Um, little teaser, that, uh, that Goose Island Tap Room, 1800 West Fulton, keep that, uh, keep that location in your, uh, in your address book. Uh, might be some fun stuff happening at that location uh, with this show 
in the near future. Uh, you can also grab a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House. That's located at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. That is Goose Island Beer. You know, when I'm looking at my weather app here, I'm seeing this little uh, yellow circle on some of these days. Mm, is it a warning? Uh, it's, 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 it's supposedly the sun. I forgot oh, what it looked like. it's the sun. That's right. Um, but it does exist. There's like the number seven and eight coming Ooh, up in the next few days with the that. sun. I don't know what's going on, but I like it. And I think spring is the here. The sun is coming. The warmer temperatures are coming, and that's why we're happy to have Shady Rays back on board. Yes. Take the sun. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair I've ever worn. I'm going to tell you they're better. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. I've been a uh, customer of Shady Rays for... A long time, long before CHGO even was a thing. I was buying Shady Rays. I love them. They're the best sunglasses I've ever owned, and that's why I'm a repeat customer. And another great part about them is their insane protection, uh, most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by a lost and broken replacement. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays' impact from building playsets for pediatric cancer patients to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. So not only are you going to look cool, you're going to help do really cool things for people in need. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There is no risk when you shop and the team at Shady Rays always has your back. And exclusive for our listeners only because we love you and Shady Rays loves you. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use that promo code CHGO, and you will get 50% off two pairs of Polaroid sunglasses. That's buy one, get one free. Last time I did the math. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people, including this guy right here. I'm A lot one of, of stars. Those. Lots of stars. Awesome. All right. Speaking of stars, let's head back to our diehard Discord for another question. I like that you brought up uh, your the Avalanche being your former playoff hockey team when the Blackhawks weren't it. That's perfect for this one. Who are we uh, adopting yes. for our playoff teams this year? Yeah, Bob B over on the Discord. Hard to root for Toronto, New York. You're telling me, but draft <laughs> picks. There's always McJesus in the West. Uh, Mario, I'll let you start off with this one. Yeah, I, if if you're if you're really hoping for the best for the Blackhawks, um, you want Toronto to beat Tampa in the first round and you want New York to reach the Eastern Conference Final, uh, I know that's not going to be easy for a lot of people, including the person to my right. Not rooting for either one of those <laughs> bum-ass teams. Um, yeah, I mean, seeing McDavid and Edmonton would be would be really cool. Um, you, you, you would hate for a person of his talent, uh, and Leon Dreisaitl as well, you'd hate for two, those two guys to be that good yeah. and have to wait that long to, to have the opportunity to win a Stanley they, Cup. They I mean, can look do at, it when they come to Chicago. Sure. Why not? Uh, 2026, Leon Dreisaitl, free agent. Just saying. Hey, that's interesting. And he'll only be 29. That is interesting. <laughs> that is something for us in 2025 to discuss. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I think that would be a lot of fun. It's good for the NHL when your big names are on the biggest stage uh, and, and have the opportunity to have the biggest accomplishments. Um, you know, Ovechkin and, and Backstrom, those were guys that were always great players and had to wait a long time to get their opportunity to, to win a cup, but uh, finally did a few years ago. So yeah, I think that would be I think that would be cool. The Avalanche, uh, you know, we are, we got our friends over at uh, DNVR. It would be very very fun for our company yeah. and to watch them uh, repeat. And look, like I've said it all year, like the Avalanche and their health issues make me a little worried about what they're what they're you know going to be able to do, what kind of team they're going to be when the playoffs come around. They are leading the Central Division. Yeah. So With you know what? Let's let's ride the uh, ride the avalanche down the mountain and right back to the Stanley they Cup. They still, you know, Miko Rantanen is a stud. He's had a, a yeah, he's my heart trophy. Yeah, he has so, a very very great good you know, case. Nathan McKinnon quietly another hundred point season that nobody's yeah, talking about. Right. You know. Landeskog should be back for the playoffs. You got Kale McCarr has been dealing with stuff, but and they got a better goaltender this year than they did last year. I think yeah. they upgraded that position. So yeah. Avs are one of my playoff teams. I'm going to root for. I just again the, with the connection through the All City Network. But as I said, I, I was a fan of theirs back in the '90s. I love Kale McCarr, Ratnan, McKinnon. They've got they've, they're an easy team to root for. So I like them in the West. Wouldn't be mad if the Oilers made a deep run. Mm. Anytime Connor McDavid is on my TV, I'm a happy a good guy. Thing. Um, West is wide open, man. Uh, other than that, those are probably the two teams. Uh, I cheer for you know if 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 the Flames get in, I might cheer for them because I, I I love those uniforms. See what happens. But I don't know about that. Um, good news for the Flames if they get in, they don't have to play the Blackhawks. Yeah, and they actually get to the Stanley <laughs> Cup final like yeah. I predicted. Uh, and then um, out east, my team is the Hurricanes. I love the Hurricanes. Yeah. I, they're my they're my team. I'll be cheering for them. Uh, I like the Carolina Hurricanes a lot. Otherwise, I like the Devils. They would um, be fun. Devils are fun a fun team. We just saw them here. Mm-hmm. They're incredibly deep and fast. They're going to play the Rangers in that first round. That's going to be a heck of a series. A Go Devils! Uh, I'm going to pull a David Putty and and you know put the D on my check. And, <laughs> yeah, that's, it'll, be, it'll be fun. Uh, those Eastern comp man, the playoffs are going to be great this year. Oh yeah, it's so wide open. Literally, the, anybody that makes it has a shot, a legitimate shot, because the yeah. East is going to just beat the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. So whoever comes out of the West is going to get a team that's just going to be hurting. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think both both conferences are going to have their have an opportunity for some really great matchups. But, yeah, the East is going to be just yeah, we're gonna a monster. Tampa, Tampa, uh, Tampa Toronto. Toronto in the first round again. Bo- is uh, Boston and Carolina locked uh They're locked in. Done? Well, no. I mean, Carolina's. The Devils and the Rangers, I don't think that division is uh, set yet. It's not still set? pretty okay. close. Right. The Devils still have a chance to win that division, so Man. that's not set yet. It's going to uh, be a fun, fun week leading up to the playoffs here. Yeah, and you know what? The Panthers are playing their best hockey at the right time. Oh, you yeah. Know? Forget you get the, about them. You get the, you get the <laughs> Panthers-Bruins, man. You've been saying it all year. And I, I've been jokingly, but kind of not jokingly. Boston, they're having such an amazing season. They remind me of that 2019 uh Lightning. Tampa team mm-hmm. that just bulldozed through the season and then the playoffs showed up because they hadn't played a game that meant anything in three months. Yeah. And they got punched in the mouth by the ass jackets. I mean, Blue Jackets. And uh, <laughs> they weren't the ass jackets back then. They were no, the Blue no. Jackets. But uh, yeah, it should be fun. Uh, we'll, and we'll be uh, watching along watching with you guys and we talking about it all spring long. All spring and summer, Monday to Friday, we will be here. Well, Fridays we'll be at home, but just Monday to Friday we'll be on this channel. 
Before we get to our next question, just want to do our super chat here from yeah. Alton V. Thank you, Alton. Uh, Five bucks to say, been watching you guys for over a year now. Time flies. Keep up the great work, guys. Love your content. Thank you. We appreciate Thank you, that. Alton. Uh, not only the super chat, but the kind, uh, the kind words and the support. Because if you, yeah. without you guys watching on a daily basis, uh, Mario and I and Jay and all and Steve and all of us, we'd have to go get real jobs. And, yeah, and I don't want to do that. Doing anymore. something very different. No, I don't. I'm, I'm done with the cubicles. Yeah, I can't go back to that, guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> you and me both. All yeah. right, let's see what we got it's for crazy. our next it's question been a, a here. Year. It's been 13 months, actually, now. Crazy. Uh, yeah, it has flown by. Violin Road, well, our friend Bex. Tell us question. about your pets. Three exclamation points. Yes, well, we love our pets. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we, uh, we're, both, we're both dog guys. Dog guys, uh, for sure. You got, uh, you got two little monsters there, Pickle and Stella. Pickle and Stella, there they are, my two <laughs> little pugs. Stella, she's over there on the left, and Pickle's the dope, dopey guy with the uh, tongue <laughs> hanging out. Uh, yeah, they've... Uh, they're adjusting. We just moved into a new house this week, so they're they're adjusting oh, to everything. Nice. But uh, yep, Stella turned ten in March, and Pickle will be ten in November. But those are those are my uh, my little buddies. No kids for me. Just just the dogs. They, <laughs> I don't ever have to pay to college for those guys. So uh, that's true. Yep, Stella and Pickle, my Greg, two my two buddies. Now that I have a face of the names here, which one was snoring the, on that uh, post that really late post game show? Probably Pickle. They both snore. Okay, they <laughs> both snore. They they have the. You know, smushed faces, so they're, they're de- both snores. Designed to not but breathe Pickle, well. <laughs> Pickle is the one that loves to hang out under the desk. If you catch on remote shows, when I look down frequently, he hears me talking, and he wants to jump in my lap. Like, he wants to get on the show. <laughs> so one of these times, maybe put Friday. Him yeah, put him Friday, on we have a remote show. I'll put Pickle on on Friday. There you go. Yeah, uh, my little guy is uh, Cooper. You see him there. Uh, this was uh, last summer, fresh, fresh cut and bath. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's just the best. He's a little buddy. We got him from a shelter, uh, actually in Highland Park, uh, a number of years ago. It's your, your new, uh, stomping grounds little area there. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's the best. He's, he's very mellow. Um, he does not care to play with toys or ropes or balls or anything like that. He just wants, uh, you know, a nice sunny spot on the grass. Like you see there in the summer, he could, he'd sit out there all day uh, if we uh, if we could let him have some hawks in our area, so we don't like to uh, yeah. let him out there for too long unsupervised. But yeah, he's he's very chill. Uh, we got him in 2016, so we've had him for what now seven years. Yeah, his his gotcha day was uh, last month. Uh, very cuddly, just uh, the best little guy. So he's 10 now. It's uh, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, we got Stella when she was 16 weeks old, and now she's very 10. puppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's crazy how the time goes by. I mean, I'm, I mean, it's, I'm sure you're experiencing that with your with your daughter too. Yes, with an it's actual even, human, it's it's, it's even, even crazier. Faster, yeah, yeah, but, yeah uh, it's it's wild. But yeah, I love uh, I love my dog. I love all dogs. All dogs. Dogs are great. Yes, they're, they're, cats can get out of here. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. <laughs> I'm, cat, aller- I'm allergic. Will, uh, me too. And, ca- <laughs> and cats will murder you in your sleep. Ooh. Uh, yes, I'm a dog guy. Dogs are better than humans in, in, in most cases. <laughs> no, Stephen, I'm not gonna cross my. Uh, co coworker wires again. Yours, you, I remember you telling me your sister had a fox. Has has a, a, fox. Has a fox. The fox is in my backyard currently. <laughs> a fox. My sister no longer lives at home. Oh, okay. So, so now she, it's your fox. Don't call it that. Uh, <laughs> she she comes over every day and takes care of it. Okay. Does all, yeah, That's, uh, that is wild. Quite the choice. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been my first call. Um, uh, but yeah, there's a fo- we have a, a cat, a dog, and a fox. 
Oof, don't I feel like that's a Disney movie. Yeah, it, it should be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. The, does the fox play well with others, or you got to keep him away just in case? The, the fox kitchen? does. It, I mean, you're talking about cats killing people in sleep. Uh, the cat's the one that doesn't really want to mess with the other two. She's keeps her keeps her distance yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Probably a good idea. <laughs> All right. What we got next? What's our next question? Okay, right. here we go. Here's a, a Blackhawks hockey question. All right. Boo. No, this, this is from. Uh, <laughs> Our pals at Blackhawk, a, oh, a former, former, both of our former employer. Yes, we yeah. both we both worked at this website many years ago, long time. Blackhawk Up was actually the first website I wrote for. There you uh, go, long, long time ago. Um, long, yeah. long time. So they ask uh, for the show today if the Blackhawks are unlucky and end up drafting fourth or fifth, would Kyle Davidson consider drafting Nate Danielson? This is one of my favorite prospects in the draft, despite many Hawks fans not knowing about him yet. Um, Danielson's he's a, he's a good sized winger. Um, I think most uh, projections have him in like the mid to upper teens. Yeah, I think I don't know fifth fourth or fifth is gonna be uh, is gonna be the spot for him. I think if you're fourth or fifth, um, if you're fourth, you're take. I think you take whoever is available of either Leo Carlson or Matvey Mitchkov. Um, I think if you're if the Blackhawks land fifth, then it gets a little bit interesting. You have the debate between Zach Benson, Will, and Will Smith. I got a feeling Mitchkoff's still going to be there at five. He could be, yeah. I mean, and we didn't Mitchkoff even might still be there when they get that to that Tampa pick. Yeah, and we we didn't, we didn't talk about the the news from from him yesterday. His his father, if you if you missed this news, um, Mitchkoff's father was uh, missing for a few days in in Russia and was actually uh, found dead. Um, and it is a is a, a crazy situation, yeah. crazy story. So uh, obviously more is being found out and investigated now, but just a, a, a really horrible situation uh, f- for him to be in. So I, I think for him right now, probably his future in hockey is kind of the furthest thing from his mind. But yeah, um, yeah I, I wonder what's going to, uh, I wonder if that plays a factor in, in, in his future. Uh, with what he wants to do with with his playing career, so want to leave earlier? Can or he not leave? leave. Or yeah, leave it's there's all? there's it's so it's, many it's so very much weird. uncertainty, so, so much gray there that it's. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna fall pretty far. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what 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 happens uh, if he even falls out of the top five, top ten. Like I, I I don't know, but it's not. It's it's and it's so weird because it's not. His, it's not that people are talking out talking themselves out of him because of his skill set. Just because of the uncertainty. It's just because of it's just because of the uncertainty. Yeah. He signed he signed to play professionally in the KHL for another three seasons, I believe, or two. Um, so a, a team that maybe has time to wait could make that pick confidently and be like, "Well, we're not necessarily in a deep rebuild. We can wait two or three years for a f- very fully developed 20, 21, 22 year old player to come over." Um, but he may never like right. it's 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 a big uh, roll of the dice, so it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I think if the Blackhawks are at fourth or fifth, um, I think the 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 Zach Bensons of the world, Will Smith, like those, I think those two guys are are very good uh, options there. And look, like the the first four guys off the board, as far as most projections go, they would be number one in most other yeah. years. Um, individually, so when you're talking about oh they're picking fourth or fifth, you're you're getting a guy who probably would be second 
behind those guys in, in all those draft years. Yeah. It's, it's a very deep year. So It is. As far as uh, Danielson, who was a part of the original questions, uh, he's actually the captain for the Brandon Wee Kings this year. We know that that's that's kind of like that kind of the, the, the characteristics mold. yeah yeah uh, 33 goals 78 points in 68 games this year Solid. for the weekings uh, who did not make the ohl playoffs he's a nice player but i wouldn't take him at four or five that would be a uh, he's he available shall not be named stretch um he's available at, with the tampa pick absolutely hey. yeah Wonderful. there's some interesting names and and don't worry as the season winds down here uh mario and i will start uh profiling guys who the Hawks could be targeting and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah. rebuild report will become very draft oriented yep. very soon. All right. What's that? Another next Alton V uh, uh, super oh, chat. Five yep. bucks. Are you guys still trying to go to Seattle, see the Hawks and Thunderbirds? Uh, we have not booked our flight. Yeah. And I don't think <laughs> and it's going to happen. Gonna work. <laughs> the game is this weekend and we don't have flights or hotels. Yeah, so I don't yeah. think that's happening. Uh, that was a dream scenario. But well, there's $5 uh, for the flight right there. There we go. Hey, we just need, we we just can, need we can, uh, we can buy half of a sandwich on the flight. $1,995 <laughs> more, <laughs> and we can make it happen. Uh, no, but we, we did have uh, the three prospects, uh, Kevin Korczynski, yeah. Colton Dock, and uh, Nolan Allen on the show last week. So if you missed that, sure, check that uh, out. look it up. It was a great interview with those guys. So we'll be definitely be paying attention to the Thunderbirds. Uh, they're off to a really good start. 3-0. They've won the first three games of their series. I'm, I'm hoping they can uh, make it all the way to the Memorial Cup. That'll be fun. That'd be awesome. Guys. Yeah, so that'd yeah. be a lot of fun. All right. Before our next question, I just wanted to shout out Reddy Edgemont here, who just go. used our Shady Rays code. Perfect. He got, that. he got some Shady Perfect Rays. Time. That's, that's, that's also helps us get future advertisers, like instant, instant oh, yeah. gratification. We make the read. Our listeners mm-hmm. are buying. That is what they call a call to action. That is. Nice. All right. Speaking of action, let's get another All question. Right. Are we into? Here we're, we go. We're into the Twitters. I mean, this is from uh, Matapumo on Twitter. I mean this in the most respectful way, but how is baseball entertaining? Well, uh, I enjoy baseball as a part of summer. I find it uh, to be a great way to, you know, if you get out to the ballpark on a nice hot summer day, you get your favorite beverage, you get a hot dog or a giant pretzel or something. You go out and see a baseball game. It's a good way to spend a summer day and, and, I have nice memories of uh, being in college and sitting out on our front porch of our college house that was a, a mess all the time, but listening to the, the baseball game on the radio with a beer, throwing a baseball around. Like it's, it's, for me, baseball is a very good like background summer entertainment. Yeah, it's, it's like a, you could put on a game while you're you know, cooking, on some, cooking some sausages on the grill or something like that. It's, it's, it's a good background summertime yeah. Uh, entertainment for me. I'm not huge into baseball, but I do enjoy it in the summer. People associate it with good times. Yeah. You got a game on. Well, I, I, I still think baseball is entertaining. I played baseball as a kid. Oh, yeah. Growing I did up, too. Little, Little League, league. And, and my dad was a big, my grandpa were big baseball guys, collected baseball cards. So I'm still entertained uh, by, the stri- by the strategy of the game. It's not as strategic as it used to be. Uh, it seems like now they the managers don't get to manage as much. They basically have set the lineup. And they, ha- they have let a, it go. they have a binder that tells them the percentages, and they play the percentages. It's basically baseball games have kind of turned into a math equation. Um, mm. So uh, it's not as entertaining as it used to be. But I still get a kick out of uh, playoff baseball. 
Oh yeah. Not with the pitch clock. I love. I'm a big fan of the pitch clock because I don't have that much time to invest in a baseball game. <laughs> Two and a half to three hours. Get that for, for the a playoffs. Game. Some of those playoffs games Fine. these last few years, you're talking four and a half, five hours for a nine-inning game. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Even if it were, even those Cubs games and the World Series run, I was like, this is taking forever. It takes half. I've got day. better things to do. I, I've 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 got naps to take. I've got dogs <laughs> to play with. I've got draft prospect reports to write on. Yeah, right. Give me a two-hour, two and a half. I I think the pitch clock is a great idea, and if they can get all their games within that two-and-a-half to two-hour, 45-minute windows, they're going to get a lot more fans because I think a lot of younger fans don't have the attention span to sit that long. Time investment. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's different. You know, yeah, it's not entertaining. It's not fast-paced. Make it fast-paced. Get the scoring up, and I think you'll get some new fans. Oh, yeah. All right. Another Next. Twitter. Favorite? non-NHL jersey that you own. This is from uh, Chris on Twitter. Uh, I have... I, I don't have a ton of jerseys. Um, I have I have two Blackhawks jerseys. I have my uh, Wisconsin hockey jersey. Uh, I have a, a USA World Cup of hockey jersey uh, that has no player on it. I left it blank. Um, and I have... Uh, it, Tie it back to the question we talked about earlier about your your love for the uh, for the sport. Uh, I actually have my cousin's Notre Dame hockey jersey from back That's when he awesome. played in two thousand two, so I've worn that a few times on the show. Uh, and then aside from from other jerseys, I had I don't have it anymore. Or no, I do. It's in my parents' basement. Uh, I took a trip to Washington D.C. in. I was in eighth grade. It, this was like right as the Washington Nationals became a team in, in baseball. Uh, and I was like, oh, it'd be really cool to get like a Nationals hat or jersey or something. Uh, so I got a jersey and I believe the player was uh, Nate Wilkerson. If that if that name rings a bell with anybody, um, congratulations. Uh, I bl- And it w- I had no ties to the nationals i had no ties to to nate wilkerson at all i was just like oh cool a jersey i like grabbed it was like oh this fits cool and uh yeah it's in my parents basement i'll have to i'll have to next time i'm there which will probably be for easter uh i'll have to try and dig it out and see if i can put a picture up there i just googled media. nate wilkerson the first I remember him. the only thing i'm finding is an author i can't even is it not nate wilkerson I'm, I'm, maybe it's neil wilkerson oh man Typing in Wilkerson baseball now. We're going to see what I find. Like Nationals 2005. Hold on. This is not not Nate Wilkerson. Brad Wilkerson? It could be Brad Wilkerson. If it's the only Wilkerson on the Nationals, then it's him. Uh, Wilkerson was the guy that was Steve Wilkerson? Oh, no. Now now we'll never get. Yeah, Brad Wilkerson because it was. uh, I think he was a carryover from the the number. It was the number seven. There you go. It was the number seven. So, yeah, he was uh, with Montreal and then played that one season with Washington. Just confirmed it was Brad, and he Brad was the Wilkerson. first Nats player to hit for the cycle. So There you go. Know, historic and jersey. And that's why I got the jersey. jersey. You did it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of <laughs> hockey jerseys these days anymore either. A lot of them are in bins that I don't fit in anymore. Mm. Uh, as far Sorry. as non-NHL ones, my Charlie the Bacon guy jersey is pretty awesome. That's Just a cool got one. That. Uh, yeah. I have a Jonathan Taves uh, fighting suit UND From jersey. Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, that or in, in North, North Dakota. Dakota, and it was uh, 
somebody that uh, went was going there at the time found it in the bookstore for me because awesome. they didn't have them anymore and, and it just happened to be they still had it because it was like the biggest jersey they had and I was like that's I'm for sure, me yeah. so that's a cool one and then uh, I, I actually have a um, uh, a jersey with my own name on the back of it but it's it's Boyson but it's William Boyson who was a professional hockey player in Denmark. And that's my that was my dad's name, William Boyson. So I bought it's a Danish jersey. I'm not even going to try and attempt to say the team name because there's a <laughs> lot of consonants. There's some weird lines going through letters. The some are capitalized stuff. for some. But he plays in the Danish Hockey League, number 25. It's a beautiful powder blue jersey, which is one of my favorite colors. Nice. So uh, you gotta crack that open. I'll, 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 crack that I'll bust show. that open one of these days. I'll wear yeah. it uh, on a show, and uh, that's my favorite hockey jersey because it's my dad's name. That's awesome. Uh, it's not. It's not very often that I can find a Boyson on the back of a jersey that I, like I have to put on myself. As yeah. far as I know, this is the only professional Boyson athlete in the world today. So I have his jersey. That's awesome. One more jersey I I, I have that I am very happy somehow still fits is um i have a uh, a wisconsin football jersey number seven from 2004 uh if there's any wisconsin football fans listening or watching that was for the uh much respected legendary wisconsin quarterback john stocko does that r- name ring a bell to anybody didn't think so but it rang a bell with me back when i was 14 i, think I got some stocko on my walls at the new house i think you yeah you probably <laughs> <that> do <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that jersey still uh, fits me somehow. Uh, yeah, it's it's man, I've had that jersey for a long time. It's in my closet. That's that one is definitely still in my possession. So it's good stuff. All right, what time, we got time for the serious questions here. All right, serious. Favorite pizza toppings oh, from Amanda. Today is um, National Deep Dish Pizza Day. I'm surprised at the lack of deep dish in this office right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we failed. Um, That's all right. Favorite pizza topping? Well, I, I am, I am. If you put pepperoni on any pizza, usually I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, uh, I'm a, I, I believe it or not, I'm not a big fan of vegetables on my pizza. Oh no, uh, or anywhere in my <laughs> meal. Um, but uh, yeah, pepperoni. Uh, usually it's either pepperoni and black olives or sausage and black olives, depending on what I'm in the mood for. Bacon on pizza is always mm, a, a, is mm. always a crowd pleaser. I don't mind onion every once in a while or, or pair it with the right thing. Yeah, sausage and onions is good. Green pepper, not mm, bad. Jardinera mm-hmm. on pizza is really good. So uh, I've heard yeah. some places you can get Italian beef and jardinera on your pizza. And it's quite delicious. Ooh. Yeah, so sounds like a good yeah. Time. Any kind of any kind of um, uh, dead animal. Yeah. It's good on my yeah. Pizza. Any any meat anything that comes style, off a tree yeah. or out of the ground, eh? No, but if it, if it, if it you used gotta to, pair it with if it meat. used to if it used to breathe and and, and uh, <laughs> moo and oink, throw it on. Yeah, that works. That, that works for me too. Chicken on a pizza, I've done uh, as long as it's like barbecue chicken pizza. Get a little fancy, but yeah, sausage, pepperoni, it's good stuff. All righty. Next. Well, that's a good, uh, good one. All right, here we go. Um, oh, this is Joe a, a, this is a three, three parter. It kind of combines right. our last two a little bit here. Yeah, too. we okay. had uh, we had uh, favorite, jersey. favorite jersey. We did that Top one. Prospects. Top prospects. Prospect talk about. about so favorite pizza place. Um, well, all time or in the in the area. I just moved. Or are they both the same thing? To a new area, <laughs> so I'm still trying to find uh, my favorite for. The current house. I have mm-hmm. a Lou Malnati's right down the street. I have a Solid. Paisano's. But I love those little mom and pop places. Oh, yeah. Chicago has so many, and the Burbs mm-hmm. have so many. That's why it's like when people say they want 
you know, Giordano's or Lou Malnati's. I said, no, no, no. There's a million places where you're going to get better stuff. I'm a thin crust guy. Tavern, tavern style, cut it in squares. Uh, I, I do like Pequod's over mm-hmm. in Morton Grove. I like is very Pequod's. good. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, EPI has Jardinera on pizza. Yeah, that's actually my old neighborhood. I used to live right down the street from EPI. I've go. had their pizza many times. Uh, EPI Amaretti's right there in Edison Park. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of like the little mom and pop. So if, if anybody knows any good mom and pop places in the Glenview, Wilmette area, shoot me a, shoot me a message and let me know because <laughs> I'm in the market for a new uh, local pizza joint. Yeah. Uh, man, it's, it's hard for me to ever have bad pizza. Um, so any, any place it's hard, I, it's not impossible, not impossible. I have had bad pizza before. I will not name names, but, um, little rhymed, Caesars it, terrible. Eh. Uh, you get what you pay for. You get what? Yes. Five, you pay $5 for a whole pizza. If I, if I can walk, be shitty. if I can walk into a store, yeah. put $5 on the table factor. and walk out with a full large pizza, yeah. it's, it's, it's not my first choice, fine. but in a, in a bind, mm-hmm. it's ready. It's there. I'll, I'll pay I feel the like price it's just later. Like spray on sauce. It's not even real. No, it's not it's great, worse. but it's exactly what you pay for. Hey, when that's, that's w- true. When I when I was in college and freshly out of college, five dollars for a large pizza that would last me two meals. I, I had no yep. complaints about that. My first apartment was right across the street from a Domino's Pizza that did uh, Wednesday nights carry out medium one top and pizzas you can get up to three for seven dollars a piece and i would get three medium pizzas and i would have food throughout the weekend (laughs) that was cheaper than going grocery shopping at at 22 absolutely um one of my favorite pizza places uh in the city is in uh ravenswood it is called spacanopoli it is a neapolitan style pizza so it's you know it's cooked in the big old pizza oven thin uh thin crust and um Man, it is so good. It's 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 not you. It's not heavy in sauce, not heavy in cheese, not heavy in toppings. But the way they pair it all together uh, is delicious. You get some prosciutto and like a uh, arugula on there, um, some some fresh mozzarella on it. It's so good. So if you're looking for uh, you know a non tavern style or non deep dish place in the city, uh, take a trip out to Ravenswood. Go to Spacanopoli. It's not a big place. Uh, but it does get so, and it does get busy. So I would definitely try and go on maybe an off day in the afternoon, uh, if you can. It is it is well worth it. Um, just uh, just delicious pizza. All right, I'm starving right yeah. now. But that seems like a good time to take a little break, get our stomachs uh, in line here, yeah. and uh, yeah. I can tell you guys about DraftKings if you don't mind. DraftKings. Uh, they're they're awesome. They're the presenting uh, sponsor of us here on CHGO. You can use the code CHGO when you sign up for DraftKings, and you are going to get a ton of perks. Uh, DraftKings, look, NBA playoffs are coming up. NHL playoffs are coming up. Baseball is in uh, full swing. I made that joke last night. I'm making it again. Um, look, like it's it's a great time for uh, for betting on sports. Uh, you got, you know, your no sweat, same game parlays with the NBA. You got your MLB bets. You can, you know, in game bets. You got, you know, so many games each day, uh, an opportunity to bet on the Cubs or Sox every day. If you wanted to, uh, gamble responsibly, uh, but you could do it with DraftKings. Um, and look like download the app, sign up, use the, using the promo code CHGO. This is what you're going to do. You're going to get new, the new customers. You're going to 
be able to bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with the code CHGO. Again, use that when you sign up. You're going to get a great offer there. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. You can see the show notes for more details. And I know the Bulls clinched themselves a spot in the play-in round. So all you NBA bettors, you can bet on the Bulls for at least one more game. Yeah. In the playoffs. So that's going to be uh, exciting. Yeah, and speaking of the Bulls, they got a big watch party tonight. Yes. For tonight's uh, game against the hated Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, mm. We're at the Beacon Tap in this Plains. Uh, you can join Big Dave and Will and Peck. Maybe Peck will b- bust out some Creed for you guys. Yeah, it might in turn person. into a karaoke party. Could be. They're going to do a live pregame show and postgame show right there at the Beacon Tap. So they're going to do two shows plus... You can watch the game and hang out with them. I'll, I'm, I think I'm going to pop in for at least the first half tonight. There That's, you go. Uh, a friend of mine is a uh, place. So uh, good stuff. And uh, before we get back to our questions, I want to tell to you guys about the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy uses bills now and into the future ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across the territory. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. How does that work, you might be asking? Well, an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Mm -hmm. Each recommendation will include estimating energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you own a business, don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today. Everybody needs both more of both of those things. Yeah. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash powering biz. That's comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z, and schedule your appointment today. Summer is uh, around the corner. It's a good time to make sure your uh, energy Usage is optimized because those AC units are going to get a workout. All right. We got a few minutes left here. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done that already. Five-star reviews if you're listening on the podcast. All the good And let's stuff. roll through these last few questions here. It's from two girls, one puck on Twitter. Uh, no comment. <laughs> do you think the Hawks totally mishandled the develop of Ian Mitchell, or do you think he was just never that good to begin with? That's a good question. Uh Ian Mitchell, at this point of his career, um, I I don't know how much more development the Blackhawks could have done. I think Ian Mitchell is a prior GM's problem yeah. that Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson were trying to get the most out of. I think... And we've had, uh, you know, discussions with, with uh, you know, s- some other people around the team, and it just kind of seems like what we've seen from Ian Mitchell skill set wise is who he is. And I don't think the Blackhawks ever put him into a situation that really helped him take the next step from college standout, uh, upper tier prospect 
to solidified NHL player. Um, so I, I, I think he, I think, you know, hindsight. Yeah. He, he was, he was put in some, in some tough positions to kind of just thrown out into the NHL and said, Hey, sink or swim. And that path of development uh, was a, a, a different guy's idea of, yeah. of, you know, seeing what prospects can do. Uh, I think what we're seeing with Lucas Reichel is um, patience kind of paying some pain off uh, with development. So yeah, I think the, the development building confidence, I don't think Mitchell had a, had a great opportunity to do that. Um, he was bounced back and forth between Rockford and Chicago. I think it was just mishandled. And uh, this, this year was a, a chance for him to kind of show, get an opportunity to see what he could do at the NHL level. And I think it's just, uh, you know, a mixture of things that it's just not going to work here in Chicago. Uh, I don't envision him coming back to the organization this summer and maybe a change of scenery, change of, uh, change of staff, change of coaching um, can give him uh, maybe a, a different opportunity and, and gives him a chance uh, with a different team. Yeah. I, I think it's a little bit of both that, as you mentioned, he was brought up. I think it was, uh, he who shall not be named, trying to prove that he made the right pick. Kind of did the same thing with Kirby Doc, but then, yep. but then they tried to do the right thing, and they got him of pretty much a full season in Rockford last year, where he played real well. But I also don't think he's the player. He was overrated by the previous regime too. I don't think he's as good as they thought he was going to be. I still think he could be a long time pro. He could be your next Adam Clendenning, mm-hmm. Cody Franzen, you know type of guy uh, that that gets a long AHL career, pops up, plays half a dozen to a dozen games in the NHL. Um, but we'll see. Maybe he gets with a different team and something clicks for him. But I just think we just not enough there right now. And with the prospects on their way, there really is no spot for him. If, if the Blackhawks defensive – yeah, if the Blackhawks hadn't drafted so many of these young kids that are coming up that are developing faster than he is and are better than he is, you'd probably still see him here for a couple more years. Maybe. But the fact that you have, you know, you've got Vlasic, who's already passed him up on the depth chart, and Isaac Phillips, and Wyatt Kaiser's now here, mm-hmm. and you still have, Del you know, Mastro, Del Mastro Korchinski. and Allen and Korchinski. Allen, yeah. There's a lot of guys, guys coming, coming that are just – it's a numbers game, and his number is not coming up yeah. after this season. Yep. What do we got next, All Steven? right, next one. From Mike on Twitter. What is everyone's opinions on the broadcasters? I think Vosters has gotten better as the season went on. I like Troy, but I think it's pretty clear the chemistry is better with Sharp. I would love a full season with that duo. Um, first off, I don't think we have uh, any real direction on – the color commentator position no. for going into next season. It kind of seems like the Troy Murray, Patrick Sharp uh, combination switching off uh, responsibilities alongside Chris Foster's was might've been just a one year kind of stopgap after uh, the departure of Eddie Olchek. Um, I know Chris Foster's is not everyone's cup of tea. I, I think he has gotten better as the season has gone on. Um, he's still, Getting his uh, getting his sea legs as it, as it were in hockey and 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 I think there's an opportunity for him to you know this this year is a, is a is a learning uh, mm-hmm. opportunity for him for sure to get more acquainted with hockey to get more acquainted with the Blackhawks Troy Murray and Patrick Sharp are doing a great job of uh, helping him along in that in that journey he is 
at every practice. He's at morning skates. He is talking with people. He's, you know, he's talking with players, coaches. He's, he's learning as much as he can uh, on the job. And I, th- I think it's a good opportunity for him to, to do that. Um, I know a lot of people uh, have their, you know, opinions about him. As far as I understand, he's not going anywhere uh, anytime soon. So I, I think this year, this summer into next year, I think we're going to see uh, more progression. I think we're going to get a little bit more of a uh, a more polished Chris Vosters uh, next season, and and that's that that's a good thing. It's very hard to replace a living legend like Pat Foley. Absolutely. You don't. You, it's not a not an enviable position to be in, um, but I think. Given the circumstances, given the guy that 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 he is, he has gotten better uh, as the season has gone on, and that's a good thing. Yeah, he works on his craft. He's always he's at every practice. He's in the locker room talking to guys. He's a sponge. He wants to learn because hockey's not, you know, it's, it's not like he's a guy that had twenty years of hockey experience. He's still learning the game, mm-hmm. trial by fire. Uh, I agree with the original um, question. I I think he does have better chemistry with Sharp than with Troy Murray. Not that mm-hmm. the, the, him and Murray do a good job too, but it's just a different dynamic. Yeah. Sharp and Vosters are a little closer in age, more from the same generation. I think that has a little yeah. bit to do. Um, and I think, you know, when I think Eddie Olchek's departure hurt Chris Vosters the most. Where if yeah. Eddie Olchek was there for the whole year, he would have hopefully taken him under the wing and just some of those road trips would have just talked about the game and he would have learned the game better. I think having two different partners is hurting his growth a little bit. So hopefully next year they get somebody in there and for the next Full time. few years, yeah. it's the same guys and they could build some chemistry together. And it, it, it's, it's, it's trending upwards. I know there's some missteps and there's things that get on people's nerves, but you know what? It's not Pat. There are, there were things that Pat Foley got out things. Pat Foley did that got right. on my nerves right. for a long time. There's no know? perfect broadcaster out there. No. So, uh, yeah, it, it, I think it's, uh, for as far as a guy doing hockey play by play for the first time ever for a full season, I think it's gone just about as good as you could have hoped. Yep. All right. Is that we got the, through, we've got the end all of our Slack sent, uh, awesome. questions? Well, well thank yeah, you for everybody right. that uh, sent, sent us a in. tweet on our diehards Appreciate Discord. It. We got some fun ones. We got some in the chat we want to yeah, get we can through. Go rapid fire. Let's rapid fire these here. these yes. last couple of questions all right. here. All right, Ruddy Edgemont says, newest Shady Rays purchaser. Ready 160 edge goal score or 230 goal scores on your team and why? Would you rather have 160 goal score or 230 goal scores on your team? Give me 230s. Got to have depth. You got to have more than one weapon. If, you, yeah. if, if your 60 goal scorer gets shut down, you're probably losing. Yeah, I, I think uh, having two goal scoring threats is better. Having two pretty good goal scoring threats is better than having just one yeah, offensive threat. Oilers. I mean, they got two now. Yeah, they got two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but look at those cup-winning teams with the Hawks. You know, oh Taves, yeah, Sharp, Hosa, Kane. They came Did at you in waves. I, I, I should probably know this, but all the cup years that they won, t- uh, 2010, 13, and 15. Did they have anyone score more than 30, 35? I don't think I they, 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 I don't think they any, had. They did not have a 40 goal score. Kane's career high is 46. And that happened. The, and that happened in the, yeah, in the, the 15, 16 yeah. year. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they spread out scoring. They had, they had depth and it could come at you in waves. So much I think easier that's what to shut down have. one guy than two guys. So, give or me, three give or me four. Two. Yeah. yeah. Give me, give me as many 30 goal scores as possible and you can keep your 160 goal score. 
Now, two 60-goal scorers. Well, now, that, 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 you'd that, be that the, we're talking. You'd be the Oilers, <laughs> and you'd still be looking for a cup. <laughs> yeah. Defense and goaltending is also important. All right. This, this is one from Casey. From Casey, what happens to the Blackhawks if the draft doesn't work out like we all hope? What does next season and the seasons to come look like? Thanks for the great content. Well, Appreciate it, Casey. I don't think what happens in this year's draft is affecting next season much unless it's There's Connor Bedard or Adam. One Fentz, yeah. player that I think the Blackhawks could end up with in this draft that plays on next year's roster, and his name is Connor Bedard. Right. Uh, we're not going to know if these draft classes are working out for three, four, five, six years. This is a it's long take process. Next season is going to look a lot like this season. Uh, it's not going to be a competitive team. They're not going to. They're not necessarily going to be tanking to get the f- number one overall pick again. But they just. They. They're probably going to be in the running for it. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot like this season. But there'll be more younger players that have a chance to matter when they're good again than this year. So there'll be more intriguing storylines. Lucas Reichel will be here the full for the full season. Some of these young defensemen might be up here for the full season. So it'll be a more intriguing season, but as far as the end product, it's going to look a lot like this year where it's not going to be a team sniffing a playoff spot. But another year for Luke Richardson to get that culture in. They're going to play hard. You know, There's going to be more, f- yeah, more fun things to kind of pay yeah. attention to. Yeah, but it's not going to be a team built to win or 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 make the playoffs. That's that's two, three, four years away. So we're not going to know what this draft class is going to give us right away. So we just got to have patience. Yep. All right. In in, let's see. From Ira, I would love to know who your favorite superheroes from Marvel and DC are. Um, I will admit. I am not big into the comic books and the superhero movies at all. Uh, I I do like uh, Batman. I'm a, I, I do like the Batman movies. Batman is uh, good. Those are those are pretty solid films. Uh, the the Christian Bale Batman movies uh, were all very good. Um, I, I I did enjoy uh, the Michael Keaton Batman movies as well. Uh, back when I watched those when I was younger. Um, the George Clooney Batman movie was terrible. Yes, it was. But it was it was good terrible. It's so bad it was it was enjoyable. Mm. Uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger as, and uh, Jim Carrey, uh, and uh, or no Arnold Schwarzenegger was all Arnold Schwarzenegger, no, Jim, Carrey, Jim Carrey, and no, Tommy Lee Jones. They weren't all in the same one, right? No, Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey were in the same one. That might have been the Val Kilmer one. Was that Val Kilmer? Okay, I think the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger I think that was Uma Thurman in that one. Okay. She was that Poison Ivy. Yeah. He was Mr. Freeze. And George Clooney Dur- and yeah, the, uh, um, the Chris, Jim Carrey uh, Chris as O'Donnell. the Riddler and Harvey Dent as Two Face, I believe, was the one with Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. It. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't they know. All, they, they all mesh together in yeah. my brain. But yeah, I, first, I, I'm a big first Batman Michael fan. Michael Keaton, Jack Nichols. Nichols that was a good one. Good. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Um, I, I like the Marvel movies. Uh, I like Batman. I've, I've always been, Spider Man's always been one of my favorites. And as far as comic book goes, they never really, they haven't really incorporated them into the movies. He had that net, but I always liked Daredevil. I thought Daredevil, Daredevil was yeah. good. not the movie with Ben, not the Affleck. Ben Affleck no, one. That, that, was, that was a steaming turd. <laughs> um, but the Netflix series was pretty good. So hopefully they can uh, maybe Disney Plus pick that up and start doing that again. And uh, as far as like the movie universe, I think my favorite character out of all the movies and shows. Uh, is Loki. I love Loki. Loki. I love just, he's just so... That is Thor's evil brother? Yes. Sometimes good, mostly evil. You never know what you're going to get. Hmm. Giant smartass. That's why I like him. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, uh, I, I think I, I, I watched 
I like the first Avengers movie when it came out, I think was the only one I've seen. I re- got a new appreciation for all the Marvel movies during the pandemic, yeah. during the lockdown, because I Disney Plus had just came out and they were all on it. So I yeah. watched them all in order and got a new appreciation for them. There you go. We got one more? One more to wrap it up? I, I'll give you one more from here. Okay. All right. You guys brought up video games several times. What's your favorite NHL video game? Oh, God. Okay, we don't have another hour. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is it like, mine's really easy. I would say NHL hits. NHL hits. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, like, NHL so 94 good. has a soft Such spot for me. Such a good game. Because that was on the old Sega Genesis, and yeah. I played that forever. 94. That's probably my favorite. Um, yeah, the old school Sega Genesis NHL games from EA Sports are probably my favorite. I, I will say uh, playing NHL 94 on Super Nintendo, uh, and that is that is a memory. Um, it's it's a great game. Uh, it's I think it's a lot of a lot of people's uh, favorite NHL game. NHL hits like you said, Stephen. Like I the the a number of hours I invested in that game uh, when I was a kid, and then uh, when I rediscovered it. Uh, a couple years ago, I, I couldn't count how, how much time I spent playing that game. I loved that game. I was still playing it when I would go to my friend's house up until like last year. My cousin has uh, my copy of it, and I am going to hound him down and see if uh, he still has it. Because if he doesn't, I'm going to be very upset. Is this the same cousin that gave you the hockey jersey from Notre Dame? Nope. Okay. No, this is a different cousin. Okay. Different cousin. So you might have owed him one, but yeah, this cousin. Owes yeah, you I bag. need to, I need to hunt him down and see if he's still uh, see if he still got it. Uh, like I said, NHL uh, NHL O two, um, that was one. That was the first EA NHL game that I had, uh, and that one was was a big one. NHL fourteen, man, that that is of the next gen games. It hasn't gotten better uh, since then. I know a lot of the a lot of the updated games. You know the. The, the physics engine, the graphics, um, you know, the, the, the way the gameplay feels is is up to date. But, man, NHL 14, as a, as a totality, the gameplay, the uh, the franchise modes, the offline. I'm a big offline mode guy. I do not want I, – you got my 60 bucks. I don't want to spend any more money on a video game for all these microtransactions, uh, which is what, you know, all these sports games have gone to with the, the ultimate teams and stuff. That's not my thing. I love franchise mode. I love be a pro. NHL 14, they they had those modes down, and I honestly I I know they changed the be a pro in yeah. the last Let couple me play of years. The whole OHL season. It hasn't been it has been yeah. the same since then. Yeah. So I I really uh, wish I still had my uh, Xbox 360 so I could fire up NHL 14 every now and then. All right. Well, I think that does about it. Do we have one more from the chat we can get to quickly, or we're going to wrap it up here? Uh, we can wrap it up. Do we, do we want to just quickly, we have maybe two minutes, talk about the Wolves? Sure. That was so, interesting. Our friends over at the Wolves are making waves. Yeah. Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick uh, were talking about it on today's uh, Jeff Merrick show. The Wolves have reached out to player agents uh, via email and have told player agents that they plan to not have an NHL affiliate next season and plan to operate independently and basically become a home for AHL NHL tweeners or some guys who maybe their, their NHL development paths are not what they are happy with. So they'd rather maybe go to a team that's looking to be competitive in the AHL uh, and have a opportunity to do, to do that. Um, it sounds like the wolves don't want to be a feeder team. That's, they want to be their own entity. That's nothing new. Don Levine, I've talked to him when I was covering the Wolves, has never wanted to be an affiliate. That's why 
when they became an IHL team originally, they're part of the reason the IHL went out of business because they started spending a ton of money. They're bringing in Brian Noonan and all those types of guys, Mm -hmm. you know, and then nobody can compete with them. So all these other teams started spending a ton of money to bring in these recent NHL players, and then all of a sudden the league couldn't handle it, and that's why the NHL, IHL folded. Not saying it's the only reason, but it was a contributing factor. They've never wanted to be an NHL affiliate, and then you can just tell by how many affiliates they've had in the past (laughs) decade alone. I just don't know if the NHL is going to be like, yeah, no. You have to be. Yeah, it's it's not wanting move. to be an independent team, and the NHL saying, "Yeah, sh- no, that's not going to happen." They may be like, "You know what? You want to be an independent team? Join the ECHL. Here, you got to be attached to an NHL team." Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see because they want. I, I get it. They want to win Calder Cups every year, and you can't do that if you're necessarily developing. And they don't want to do that, and they don't want to be told these players. They want to be completely independent. Just don't think the AHL is the league to do that in. Yeah, yeah, and if if they say that they don't have an affiliate, then that leaves the Hurricanes without Hurricanes without an AHL team, and they would have to split time with an, yeah, with another team. And guys that would out, be, and that would be a nightmare. It's a it's not a a, a beneficial situation. I don't, the, the Wolves seem that they don't play well with others, just based <laughs> on the amount. I mean, they had they were they were the Thrashers forever, and then the Thrashers yeah. moved to Winnipeg, and they took on the Manitoba Moose, and they had. The Canucks for a little bit. Then they the, had St. Louis they too. St. Right? Louis, but that didn't end well. No, because St. They were still with St. Louis, and then Vegas came, and they were like, "Oh, we want Vegas." Mm-hmm. And then two years later, Vegas bought their own team, and then they were out of another team. That didn't end well. Now, if all of a sudden they're going to say, "Hey, Carolina Hurricanes, guess what? We're not going to be your affiliate anymore after two seasons." It's not great. So yeah, we'll see how that shakes out. I'm thinking the NHL is going to step in and be like, yeah, no, you can't do that. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. Uh, maybe the, maybe the rule book, the, the AHL rules allow that to happen. But yeah, there's one of our many shows where we were like, man, we're going to go well under an hour today. And here we are at, <laughs> what, an hour and the, 10 the, minutes? The 50-minute show that we did uh, yesterday now yeah, averages out yeah. to an hour and 10 today. So we're going to wrap it up yeah. before this goes any longer. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in on live here on YouTube. Hit that. Thumbs up. Give us a like on the way out. Subscribe to the CHGO YouTube channel if you have not already. Give us a nice five-star review on the pot, whatever podcast app you're listening in. Uh, don't forget all chgo.com. Become a diehard. Get all the free perks, all the great stuff, free shirts, merch savings, event savings, access to the Rebuild Report, all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, sign up with DraftKings. Use that promo code CHGO. Download the app and uh, become a part of America's top-rated sportsbook. That's going to wrap it up. I'm Greg. That's Mario. Jay will be back tomorrow night. We got late-night fun post-game after after dark. Yes, we'll see you technically Friday morning probably (laughs) uh, with uh, a post-game after Canucks Canucks and Blackhawks. Just five more post-game shows to go. Hey, we're almost there. We're almost to the finish line. All right. Thank you, everybody. We will see you late-night tomorrow.